Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. My name is Eric Thomas, and I am the host of the show. And this podcast is powered by Rival Digital, which is a full-service digital marketing agency for HVAC contractors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Thomas. I'm the host of the show. And today, we're joined by Ryan Snow from Western Heating and Air. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Eric. Excited to be here. Absolutely. So, Ryan, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for all of our listeners and uh, tell them a little bit more about your business. Okay, I appreciate that. Uh, So, so Ryan Snow with Western Heating and Air. I'm the president of the company. Uh, my wife and I, we purchased Western back in 2007. Uh, the original owner, Rod Black, he started the company in 1995. Uh, had a lot of great things going. Um, a small company, four employees when we took over. And uh, for the first year, we were running out of our house. And uh, we just had a small shop with no uh, office in it that we could stage jobs. And just started growing from there. So had had a lot of good people join our team and, and been able to keep pushing forward. So right now we're just about 40 employees and having some fun. So, Wow, awesome. So at, at what year did you all start to see that real growth begin to happen? Geez, our, our first year was incredible. So from 2007 to th- uh, 2008, we, we went on fire. Uh, we made all sorts of money and we're growing like crazy. And then the recession hit, we weren't ready for that. So it, uh, it set us back. It was, uh, up and down for quite a few mm-hmm. years. And I would say we really probably started to grow in somewhere right around 2013, uh, is where we we've, we've had more of a continual progress in our growth. Uh, and then the last two years, uh, our best two years have been incredible. So, wow. So over the past two years, what really, what really changed uh, that made that growth happen? Was it was it the economy, the market, a little bit of both? Yeah, those those things help. You know, Utah's a, a great place to to be in business. We have a, a lot of competition. Uh, they made it really easy to get your uh, heating and air contractors license here, and so you know, every day we we get new competitors, but. I would say the thing that really helped us out was getting more consistent. We we implemented a four-step process. It's called our CCE, which is Certified Comfort Expert Program. And so it's how we run our service calls. It's how we do our tune-ups. It's how we answer our phone mm-hmm. uh, all the way through sales install. It's a, it's a four-step process that really helps each department get really consistent. Our clients really like that. They know what they're going to get every time we show up. And uh, that's been huge for us. Nice. So with that, with that CCE program, how do you, how do you guys advertise that to your existing customers and new customers? You know, so in our advertising, we push a lot more culture and then we, we hope that through the experience of the CCE, the, the reviews speak for that. And so I guess in a, in a backwards way, the customers are the one that are raving about, you know, what we're doing out there. And so uh, getting quite a few uh, five-star reviews, we're, we're doing well there. We always want more. Uh, but but I would say that that's where the advertising comes from is, you know, just the testimonials of what the customers are experiencing out there. And, you know, we, we do a lot of shout outs for our technicians, uh, make sure we're, we're recognizing those that are following the process. 
And uh, every, you know, the goal every time we show up is let, let's give them an experience. We don't want to just fix the, the the problem and then move on, but let, let's find a way to serve them. Let's let's do things differently than what they've ever experienced before with heating and air. And, and that's where the advertising comes um, uh, through for the CCE through the, the backside of it. So, yeah. Yeah. I love to talk about customer experience because um, yesterday we were recording a podcast and um, something along the lines of the same similar conversation came up. We were talking about, you know, cold air is cold air. It, as long as, you know, the homeowner is happy in their house, they don't really, uh, it doesn't really matter if it's a, a train or a route or a Goodman or whatever it may be. Um, but what separates you from the next guy is that experience you give them. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit more. What's that experience look like? Uh, and what do customers like expect time after time again, uh, from your technicians and Western? Yeah, I think it's a lot of what you're, you're touching on there. It's, it's more than just let's fix the problem and move on, right? We want to uh, really get involved with that client. So our, our four-step process, number one, it starts with uh, build a relationship of trust. And, and it's a back and forth of, you know, let's, let's make sure we're, we're there uh, for why they called us out there and let's focus on that. But along the lines, let's find ways that we can personally connect with that client. And that's been really, really important to us because if we can build that trust right at the beginning of the call, it'll carry us all the way through. And so it's um, it's where we spend a lot of our time. Uh, but the next step would be uh, we're going to set the expectations with the client. So this is really important to let them know that, hey, we're, we're a high quality company, which means that we're not going to just fix one problem. And then two weeks later, you're going to be calling us back because we missed something. So we're, we're going to analyze everything that we can today on the call. We're going to paint the picture for you and let you know um, exactly how your system's operating. And then you, you can decide, you know, our job is uh, to show you the options and then you can say yes or no, we've done our part. We're okay with that. Um, so then the findings, you know, that would be the third step. We spend a lot of time in the home that that's where we, for the technicians, they're going to spend the majority of their time is going through that system. And then four is resolve any concerns, close the loops, uh, you know, just make sure that that client is taken care of with whatever they want to do. Yeah, that, that's that's awesome. And it sounds like with the uh, with the CCE program that you're talking about, it will be consistent house to house to house. Is that correct? Yeah. So the, the four step process that we teach, the forms that we require our guys to fill out while they're in, out, out at the home, uh, we're, we're part of, um, you know, Service Titan is a big part of our business. That's what we uh, use for our software program. So for a manager, I can look at any call, see if they've uh, followed, you know, the steps uh, with, with their um, um, home health report card is what we call it. Um, that, that's a big part of what they do. So, so the consistency of, of the, the four-step process, but then the other documentation that comes into that, uh, it makes it so that um, – the, the technicians, uh, not that we have this problem right now, we really do have uh, great guys here, but, you know, if you have a technician that's wanting to cut corners, it's really difficult for them to do that because we can watch it pretty close. But then also our, our CSRs, they do a pretty good job setting that expectation up front too to let that client know, hey, when we come out, this is what we're going to be doing, and this is what you can expect from our technicians. And so it, it really uh, helps us stay accountable to, uh, to giving that client the, the best experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and then kudos on you for using service Titan to, to really be able to track that because that's such a powerful tool. I feel like a lot of people, um, they underutilize the capabilities of it and, um, there's just so much you can do with it. Yeah. 
yeah, we, we, we're not there yet. Uh, you never will be with service tying. That's part of why I love them is because they, uh, they're always upgrading that, that system yeah. to, to make things better and better. And, uh, you know, right now we just hired somebody that, that we're going to try to make them our service Titan expert, uh, in-house here. So, so looking forward to that, we got to give them a, a lot of training, but yeah, that, that's uh, been a game changer for us. It's amazing how many, uh, tools they have there for you to drive your business. Yeah. And this is, you know, service Titan, they continue to, you know, acquire other companies to just beef yeah. up their, their service offering, uh, and to make their software even better. So and that model of kind of acquiring and enhancing is kind of similar to what Salesforce did um, back in the day where Salesforce just started purchasing a ton of uh, different softwares and making their platform even better. So I'm going to make the prediction right now, if this happens one day, I'm going to pull this feedback and everyone's going to be able to see. But I predict that in the next five to 10 years, there's going to be a job title like service Titan specialist or something yeah. kind of like with Salesforce. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's coming. A lot of companies, uh, especially the big companies, it, it makes all the sense in the world, um, mm-hmm. you know, to to have that expert in house that uh, can help you get the most out of that program. You know, the the idea behind it is is let's let's use it to keep our overhead as low as we possibly can, and and also help us drive sales for the you know the tools that the technicians have out there. So, so yeah, it, it's uh, I agree, it, it's a game changer for sure. Yeah. So you all are out in Utah. Um, I know we had talked about this briefly beforehand. Um, tell us a little bit more about your service area and and kind of what the the climate's like out there for your business. Yeah, uh, Utah's gosh, it, it's uh, you know one of the best states uh, in the country for the economy. Um, it's strong. Uh, some challenges that come with that: very very low unemployment. Um, it's a it's definitely a feeding frenzy, trying to get. Uh, you know, technicians on board. We we changed directions about two and a half years ago, and we started growing our own technicians. So we're very much uh, into hiring people without any experience. We just need good people, and uh, we can get them trained and and at least out doing you know tune ups in in about a month's time, and then you know it's just continual learning from there. And that's been very fruitful for us. We we've weathered the storm a lot better than I think a lot of our competition. Uh, so, you know, it, it's a great economy. There's a lot of good things out here. Um, you know, the, the cost of living is starting to get high. Uh, we're, we're not used to the amount uh, the high house prices are going up, yeah. uh, but it's good. You know, there's, like I say, there's there's a lot of uh, people moving in here because there's just so much opportunity. Uh, with that, you know, there's, there's a lot of competition. We spoke briefly about that. You know, the great state of Utah, a few years ago, they decided that, hey, if you've if you've hung sheetrock for two years, uh, we're going to go ahead and say that you're good to do a lot of different types of uh, subcontract work. And one of those was heating and air. And so you right now, you don't even have to have any heating and air experience. You can go get your S350 license and uh, open up the doors and away you go. So, wow. Yeah. And so as far as like the climate out there, uh, do you all experience all four seasons or is it one season in particular that's kind of more harsh? Yeah, so Utah's more known for our snow and the, the great skiing that we have out here uh, up in the mountains. And it's been soft for the last two, three years. You know, we're in extreme drought this year. We just haven't had the cold winters with a lot of snow that, that we were used to. And so I would say the last three years, it's actually become more of an air conditioning market than than heating. Oh, wow. um, our, our summer numbers are 
substantially bigger than our our heating numbers and so so normally yeah it's normally uh all four seasons um uh, but it, it, like i say winter's been soft this summer's just been banner it got really hot in june we were breaking records it was the hottest june on record and uh you know even right now uh first part of july here we're we're triple digits and um, it looks like it's going to stay for for quite a while and normally we don't see those type of temperatures till towards the end of july you know we might get 100 102 somewhere around there but uh but yeah we're, we're still breaking some records out here with the heat wow that's really interesting so uh tell me more about the red handkerchief promise what's yeah <laughs> yeah so that's uh um well probably two years ago we had uh, our friend ken goodrich we we were talking to him at the service world expo and down in vegas and he, I, I love that guy. He has influenced our business so much. Uh, you know, anything he says, we just try to get implemented. But uh, just in a casual conversation, he's like, you guys need to do something better with your brand. You need to get a story. You need to, you need to tell that, you know. And, and I've been uh, a big student of his for quite a while. And, you know, he's got his uh, flashlight and uh, the story about him holding it for his dad while they were working on air conditioners in Las Vegas. And that was really cool. And so, so, you know, it just, it started uh, the story of Angie and I, we both grew up on farms and we wanted to try to take, you know, the, the good lessons that we had learned out there working on farms and, and how do we incorporate that into our business? And, and then also how do we make it unique? So it's really difficult for anybody to copy us. And so the, the red handkerchief promise is, is a tribute to my dad uh, every day, he would not leave the house without a handkerchief in his pocket. And so we would use that on the farm to wipe away blood, sweat, tear, grease from working on the tractor. And uh, it just became the symbol of, of really, you know, all those lessons that I'd learned on the farm and what we wanted to incorporate into uh, into Western Heating and Air. And so even to this day, he's still, he's not farming anymore, but he still never leaves the house without his handkerchief. And so, so that's our promise to our client that you're going to be treated with respect. Uh, we're going to do it right. We're going to take care of you. Um, you know, we're, we're good for what we promise that we say that we're going to do. It's, it's all those things incorporated into uh, our culture. Yeah. And so uh, for those listening out there, the way I, I found you all to get on the podcast was from the uh, HVACR business magazine. Recently, they did their, uh, their best or best in trucks design yeah. competition. And I was flipping through it and I saw Western heating and air. And I was like, well, I was like, well, there's the owner of the company. We just reach straight out to him and see if we can get on here to talk about these van wraps. Uh, for those that might be watching, there's the, there's the truck wrap right there um, with the red handkerchief promise on the door. Um, and the, and the handkerchief going along the side, that's really cool. So what kind of sparked the inspiration for this design? So we, our, our first goal with branding, Angie and I, we, we attempted to do it in house and, uh, it was different. It was unique. We were, we were one of the, the few that were wrapping our vans and we've been doing it for quite a few years now. And so just because of that, it helped us stand out, but it, it wasn't unique to us. We had a, an image of Monument Valley. You know, we wanted to say, okay, when we're talking Western, what's the most iconic Western theme out there? Well, you know, you watch a Western movie and a lot of them are filmed down in, in Monument Valley. And so we went with that. And after a while, there was a, a printing company. They had a very similar image that they started wrapping their vans with. And 
Uh, so it, it got diluted. So we, we wanted to do it right this time. We reached out to some branding agencies. We, we talked to a few of them, and we ended up settling with a local company that's done some, some really big campaigns here in the Utah market, and uh, they were awesome. They went through, and they did a deep dive into our company and, and the story and what we wanted to, to, to tell through, through the branding. And that's what uh, we all came up with was that concept. So we looked at quite a few different things, and, and we ended up wanting to try to stay true to our roots from 1995 um, and it, and it is a bit interesting, you know, the red and blue, it, there's plenty of them out there, but it seems like a lot of companies are moving away from that to get different. And, uh, so we, we circled back around and, and made it work for us and we're pretty happy with the results. Yeah. So what have been some of those results that you saw from, uh, the rebranding efforts and then also the, the new van wraps? Yeah, so we get a lot of compliments um, from from our clients. Uh, you know, it, it's bold that red, that handkerchief really pops, um, and it and it catches a lot of attention. And so, there's been a lot of feedback that way. Even our competitors, you know, it's uh, it, it's nice to hear them say, "Hey, you know, those look pretty sharp. They're 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 great." Uh, it's helped us with recruiting. Uh, you know, people uh, they see the vans and and then they get online and they start doing the research. And generally, when they come in an interview, it's you know, I just, I love the story. I love what you guys are about. I want to be part of that. And uh, so, you know, we, we have not had the issues that I think a lot of contractors have had with, with getting good people on the team. That's been a big benefit. Uh, sales, you know, I, I think we can contribute plenty of that to that, uh, to the, to the branding. And right now we're up about 40% over last year. Last year was our biggest year ever. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot of other things that, that feed into that, but it's, it's definitely helping us, uh, the consistency all the way through the fleet. Um, you know, it just, it really, uh, goes to work for you out there. People notice you. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it was when I was speaking with, uh, Matt Michelle last week, we were talking about wrapping vans, making sure that you've got a nice big bold brand on it. Uh, and he brought up an interesting statistic saying that like combined with your, you know, your entire fleet, your van is going to be seen 40 to 90,000 times a day depending mm. on the market, obviously. Um, but that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of people seeing your vans every day. So, you know, if it's just some old white van with a sticker on the side, no one's yeah. really going to remember it. But if you got a handkerchief driving down the road uh, with your, you know, your name <laughs> super, you know, big on it, that's going to be rememberable. Um, and so have you all seen that, like, because of the vans people are saying when they call in or whatever, they're like, I saw your van on the road or, yeah, yeah, for sure. They they do bring that up. Uh, we're, you know, if Service Titan doesn't capture the information coming in from what they're calling from, we'll ask. And that, that's quite often the case. Yeah, we've seen you at the neighbors. And, um, you know, we, we wanted to use you guys as well. And so, so you know, it, it's been really good that way. But uh, the, the other side of that, which also says that it's working, had a technician, uh, I guess, Mr. Red Light last night and we had a few people call in and, and they told on him, you know, Hey, you know, this, this guy, uh, um, was, was a little late getting through there. And so, it, you know, it's, it's noticeable. You're, you're going to yeah. remember right away. That's Western heating and air. And so, uh, so we've had a few of those and it, it's good, you know, opportunity to teach our technicians, Hey, you know, you're, you're in the public's eye. They're, they're going to yeah. see you. So be courteous, be nice and do good things out there. Yeah. Do your technicians carry around a handkerchief? 
They do. Yeah. It's part of their uniform. It's, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, we, we hand them out at the doorstep. Uh, so we give them to our clients as well. Um, we, we've saturated the market, uh, so much with it. We have a lot of customers say I'm good. I've got three or four of them, you know, save it for somebody else. But yeah, it is part of the uniform. Uh, they, they, uh, carry it in their back pocket. So that's cool. That's kind of like, um, there's a book I read called expert secrets by, uh, Russell Brunson. And he was saying like, you need to build some type of iconic, thing about your tribe that you're trying to build so mm-hmm. much so that they would like almost wear it out in public. And it's like that, that, that's what that reminded me of was, you know, you're handing out these handkerchiefs. Now you've got your customers. Um, anytime they see a red handkerchief, I'm willing to bet now that they're going to think about your company. Yeah. Yep. That's the goal. That, that's, that's the powerful branding that we're working towards is, uh, you know, how do we make that, that handkerchief iconic um, at some point, you know, we, we need to get to where we could just take, western completely off the ad and just put the handkerchief on there and they'll know instantly oh that's western so so some work to do there we're going to spend some money to to get to that point but uh yeah you're absolutely right you know how do we how do we incorporate that into what we're doing um our latest thing that we're doing is we're changing the uniforms on our on our technicians and and their shirt will actually be printed and i'll look just like the bands um and and there'll be a handkerchief uh, on on part of it um so so that that's kind of the next step to really set the hooks on this branding yeah that that reminds me a little bit of um of mcdonald's where i I saw a a campaign on linkedin or facebook recently where they had just posted like a sliver of like the corner of the m the big m but like they're pretty much saying like i bet you know what brand this is even though it's just a a fraction of the actual logo Mm -hmm. and it's pretty cool here because it's like a handkerchief like that's it's not something that you invented. Like it's a very, it's an, an item that you can go get at Walmart or anything, but now it's something that you're able to get your customers to, you know, associate with your company. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun, you know, for so many years, uh, we just didn't have that. Uh, you know, we were a good company. We took care of our clients, but there just wasn't that, that story that said, okay, these guys are different. Uh, and so it has been a lot of fun bringing that to life and, and getting it, uh, implemented out in the public and you know we went through a lot of stages and it cost a lot of money uh to get to where we're at but it's been worth it you know the ROIs uh, it's there we're we're seeing it every day now awesome well Ryan we have a segment on this show I'm not sure if you're familiar with it but we do a uh, a short trivia segment where we ask you three questions related to HVAC and see if you know the answers to it are you ready yeah, I think so. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> we, ask same, we ask the same first question every single time. Uh, so here comes question number one. In 1902, this person invented the first large-scale electrical air conditioning unit. I'm, I'm glad I've been listening, so I'm going to get this one right. That one's Willis Carrier. So Correct. All right. Good job. That's That was your test to make sure you've been listening to the podcast. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, this one's pretty interesting. Okay, so this person's Pennsylvania fireplace and Franklin stove were the predecessors of modern heating units. Uh, so we'll, we'll go with Benjamin Franklin, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that, yeah. that was it. Yeah, I, I gave you a little hint in there with the Franklin stove. Yeah. Good yeah. job. You're two for two. That was a question I haven't asked yet, so that was a, uh, that was a good one for you to get. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. We'll go away from the heating and go back to another air conditioning question. All right. So in 1936, 
this automobile manufacturing company was the first to incorporate incorporate air conditioning into cars. Uh, let's see. I'm I'm going to say that was probably uh, GM. Nope. Well, I don't know. It says Packard. Uh, I don't know if oh, that. Packard. I don't know if that ended up. Is that that's not GM anymore? Is it? I, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, so. think so. I think they were their standalone brand there for a while. Yeah. So yeah. Oh uh, shoot. Well, two for three. That's still that's still not bad. <laughs> it's uh that's good. So, um, moving back into the conversation just for a little bit longer here. Um, so when we're talking about marketing, uh, we've done a lot of talking about branding. Um, so, you know, you've said over the past few years, you've really seen some big growth, and a lot of that is attributed to the brand and to um, the way that you guys have differentiated yourselves with the SCCE program and, and your technicians and the client experience. But what are some other ways that you've seen the business grow through the use of marketing? Uh, great question. So marketing is is an interesting piece, I think, to uh, a lot of contractors. And, you know, we're, we're doing some good things, but we outsource a lot of our marketing. We used to do it in-house. Angie, um, um, she, she used to run all of our marketing. Well, even before her, I was doing it. And I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, marketing was one of those things that you put together an, uh, an ad and you think this is going to be great and you send it out and nobody calls. Mm-hmm. And then you get mad and you think, man, I'm just throwing my money away. And so, you know, o- over the years, uh, Angie, she actually uh, went to work for Service Titan last year. She's doing a lot of great things over there. She's the director of training for them. And uh, so we we were forced uh, a little bit to, to send that out outside. And I'm glad we did because here's the thing. I can do heating and air conditioning. I know how to do that. I don't know anything about digital marketing, right? So, so teaming up with companies like your Eric, uh, just it, it makes a lot of sense. And I think contractors, we we get this gladiator mentality. We're going to go and do it all ourselves, and you waste way more money than what you would if you're teaming up with an expert. So, so that's what we've done. We just did a, a new website, um, um, and that's been awesome. Um, it's working really well for us. It launched the first part of May, so there's still some work awesome. to do there. Uh, getting some things done, but you know we're we're using a lot of uh, uh, outside sources to help us with that marketing. Everything from our direct mail uh, to uh, you know uh, pay per click SEO. We we do a little bit of social media in house. I do have um, a, a, a marketing assistant here, and that's that's mostly his responsibility. Is let's make sure we keep that local touch and and things that yeah. we need to do just quickly to, to get them out. But otherwise. Uh, it's been nice to uh, to use a lot of smart people out there to help us with our marketing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really uh, really helpful to have someone in house who is, uh, you know, either a marketing assistant or just savvy on Facebook and Instagram to be able to capture um, those pictures that an agency might not be able to, especially if the agency isn't local. Um, you know, the pictures of the technicians in the morning loading up the trucks, pictures of y'all yeah. sponsoring a golf tournament or a parade or whatever it may be. Uh, Cause th- that's the stuff that really resonates with your customers and really the community, which is what you want to reach anyways. Yeah. Um, so in, in regards to like uh, the social media aspect, is there a lot of um, that push for the brand for it or is it mainly just kind of behind the scenes type stuff? Yeah. One, one thing that we're really trying to use our social media for right now is it, it, it's a recruiting effort. But it's not not necessarily a help wanted ad, right? So what, what we're trying to do, and I think that this will appeal to our clients as well so they can see that, hey, we have happy employees here. That means they're going to be engaged. They're going to do a good job. 
And more importantly, what we're trying to accomplish with our social media right now is just make this, um, you know, our, our, our business shine so that people do want to come be part of it. So we, we, we push a lot of things that are unique to us. One thing that we do is uh, we, we wrote, worked our uh, whole field operations into a 410 work schedule. So it, it's 412s right now. I mean, we're, we're super busy, but oh, yeah. our guys love it, right? They're, they're getting through the summer. It, it's the biggest one we've ever had. And they're holding up. They're they're doing okay right now. We're interviewing quite a few uh, unhappy technicians. You know, they're working six days a week. They can't see their family, and that's part of our message that we want to push. It's like, well, guess what? You can come and make six figures here and see your family. How about yeah. that? So that yeah. that's what we're trying to push in our social media right now. We do have some other ads. You know, we we always send out tune up offers and. Um, you know, uh, whatever we're doing to try to pick up some some marketed leads for our, our install department. But uh, the big the big anchor right now that we're trying to really implement is uh, how do we how do we appeal to uh, pers- prospective employees out there? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty smart. I see a lot of um, I do see a lot of companies kind of tr- doing the same thing on Facebook. Um, maybe not so much of a good job, but they do a lot of advertising for technicians. And I know it's mainly because it's just, it's hard to find people right now. And yeah, um, sometimes the people that you do find, you know, they've got bad habits or, or whatever it may be. Um, so how do you guys go about um, kind of getting around uh, that? Or I guess in the recruitment aspect, how do you uh, vet and, and ensure that it's a good technician and a quality fit for the company? We, we start with um, two rounds of interviews. Um, we, we always do a minimum amount of uh, interviews. We try to get as many people involved as we can. You know, there's times where I'm, I'm trying to force uh, maybe some things into a, a, a prospective employee that's just not there, right? I, yeah. I have a habit of, you know, they just need a good place to come work. I can fix these bad habits, and that's not how it works. So mm-hmm. so a lot of the time, somebody else will say, Ryan, stop, time out. You know, that's not a good fit. Let, let's keep looking. And, you know, in this time of year, it's easy to get desperate. We've had a lot of people come in the door that we've interviewed, and it's just not quite what we want. We've, we've had to pass. And so so I think there's a lot of that. We, we interview with our values, um, our culture. We start with a lot of questions in that regard and, and try to make sure that that's a fit first. And then we have things like aptitude tests. You know, we can see if they, they're mechanically inclined at all. And if they are, then then we can start to put together a training program for them uh, of where they're at to get them up to speed as quickly as we can. So, uh, oh, and we also use the DISC profile a lot uh, before we bring somebody on. We want to find out their personality, what their strengths and weaknesses are, how do we communicate to that, that uh, employee and make sure they have a good onboarding experience. So it, it's a process. We, we really uh, try to take our time uh, through the hiring uh, because it, it's awful when you get it wrong. You know, it's not good for them. It's not good for us. And, and uh, yeah. you have to have some pretty difficult uh, situations to get through it. Yeah, for sure. And you, and it's, you want to make sure that there are certain, at least their personality or whatever it may be on the discord is uh, aligned with, the company values where the direction of the company's heading and in particular, just similar to what all the other technicians are really, because like we were talking about earlier, you want that customer to have that experience that they're expecting um, that the CSRs are telling them they're going to get. Uh, and if you get a bad apple and the CSRs promise them the world and then the bad apple yeah. shows up and he's, you know, doom and gloom and doesn't care about yeah. his job. Well, then that just, you know, it, it raises a lot of questions and, and doubts and the quality of the work and, the company yep. in general. So 
um, that's awesome that you all, you know, take those measures to make sure that you find um, good quality technicians. Yeah, it's worth it. You know, you make a bad hire and it's exactly what you're saying there. You know, it just, they can create so much chaos. It's, it's the bad apple that's going to spoil the bunch. And, and exactly what you touched on there. The worst case scenario is they get out to that client's house and, um, and then it's a bad experience because then they're going to tell 10 of their friends and, you know, we lose a lot of business, a lot of damage control. The, the one-star review comes in. And so, so it, it's worth it. Even at that, I don't know that you're ever going to be a hundred percent. You know, you have some people that are professional interviewers and they know all the answers yeah. to the questions and they can put that show on. And so, uh, you know, the key is, is just to make sure that the, the communications line are, are they're tight and they're, they're clean. And um, at our company, we've implemented what we call the 180 programs. We have our benchmarks. Once an employee falls below that for a lot of different reasons, you know, it could be attitude, uh, technical abilities. Uh, you know, the goal is let, let's call timeout, let's stop what we're doing, and let's get headed back the other direction. And so, um, so that, that's been good. That's helped us out quite a bit. Uh, we, we've got a great team right now. I love coming to work with these guys. Um, it's busy. It's intense. Uh, but they are uh, genuine, honest, awesome people, and they, they work hard all day long. That's awesome. Well, Ryan, I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, so uh, I think this is a good spot for us to wrap up. And uh, before we get going, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about uh, ways that we can contact you or the listeners out there can learn more about Western Heating there. Yeah, so um, you can you can reach me. Uh, email's probably best. I am Ryan at westernheatingair.com. Uh, you can go to our website, uh, track me down that way. Always happy to, to help out um, and, and talk to some people. Uh, it, we, we're very well connected in the industry. We have a lot of fun. That's where we get all of our best ideas from, um, is working with other contractors. So always happy to help and, and uh, who knows, uh, get a lot of help from, from other contractors as well. So. Awesome. Well, Ryan, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed talking to you today. And um, thank you so much for joining us. And we will be talking to you soon. Great. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. All right. Bye-bye. See ya.